from the number one best-selling author of Life Rescripted. You're now tuning in to the Year of Purpose podcast. I'm Zephan Moses Blacksburg. Nicholas Bailey is one of the most passionate people you will ever meet. Growing up, he knew being an entrepreneur was in his blood. From pursuing professional sports to starting a lawn care business at the age of nine to going door-to-door promoting his dad's company, he loved the aspect of growing something. Nick also attended Bethel School of Ministry and has traveled to nine different countries. He currently runs a carpet cleaning flooring installation company in San Diego, and he's also the host of the How Bad Do I Want It podcast along with his wife, Amanda. And thanks so much for being here today, Nick. Of course, man. I'm excited to light it up for your guests. I'm excited to bring some value to everyone here listening, and I just really appreciate anyone who's really taking the time out of their day to listen to this because I believe time is your most valuable asset, way more than money, because you can make more money, but you can't make more time. So thank you guys so much. Very true, very true. And you know, we just had, uh, at the time of recording this, it was daylight savings. So I think we actually lost an hour yesterday. So we are losing time as the days go by. But fortunately, it's summer. It's going to be an awesome time. The sun's going to stay out a little bit longer. And uh, so happy to have you here today and would really love to just dive into a little bit of your story. You know, it looks like you've been to quite a few countries, a lot of traveling going on. And how do you go from, you know, growing up and starting a business at nine years old uh, you know, a lawn care business to going into a carpet business. It's really cool to see someone who's been able to shift and change what they do. So tell me a little bit about, you know, uh, how did a nine-year-old, first of all, start a business? And then how do you get to where you are today? Yeah, you know, this is going to be interesting because, you know, I also have some other companies and I haven't really done an interview out there, which I'm excited about, about some of the companies, other companies that I have. So the carpet cleaning company and installation company, Flood Restoration is a family-based company that uh, has been in my family for 27 years, and it's been a big part of my life the last two years specifically and really helped transform my mindset. Uh, It's really humbled me over the last two years uh, because it's really hard work. And then my wife and I obviously have a company called The True Challenge, which is our main platform, but I'm really excited. I like the direction of the introduction and um, I've never really shared this side of my life outside of the lawn mowing company and travel. So I haven't really even spoke about the traveling with anyone on the dozens of podcasts I've been on. So I like this. It's a, it's going to be a fun one. So starting out for me, I'll take it back all the way to age two. You know, like you said, I was really influenced by sports, extreme sports, especially my family was like really big into it. My dad really loved, you know, motocross, racing motorcycles. So at age two, I took the training wheels off my bike or my dad took the training wheels <laughs> off my bike. He said, you know, why learn with a crutch? You know, if he's going to, and I've lived my life like this afterwards. I just noticed, I really haven't thought about it till just now. My dad took off the training wheels, never let me have them and just pushed me down the street and I started riding. So they were like, man, like his brother's racing bicycles. Let's just get him a custom-made bicycle, and we'll have him go race. So at two years old, I became the youngest kid in the world at the time <laughs> to race bicycles on a track, which now they have these bicycles with no pedals, and you could be like 18 months old and go ride. So they win on that scale. But at the time, the youngest kid, I was in the newspapers, everything. And my dad taught me a good lesson right there at age two that – be where you want to be now before you're even there. So like wherever you see yourself in the future, for me, it was obviously no training wheels at two. Uh, That was my goal for the future. I didn't plan to ride with training wheels for the rest of my life. So I never even started riding with training wheels. 
That's I feel like awesome. that was a big, big step for me. And then around age nine to twelve, I started the carpet cleaning or the sorry the uh, lawn mowing company. Basically, it was just an idea from my dad. My dad was a business owner, and uh, you know he knew how to make money. And he always talked about if you were to drop him off anywhere in the world with nothing to his name, as long as he had a lawnmower and a weed whacker, he'd make money and make it happen and build himself back up again. So I thought man, why not try it? So I got a couple kids, uh, two kids to go hand out flyers, knock on doors and book appointments. We started doing some big jobs, uh, 50, 150 bucks. And, you know, to be honest, looking back now, that was probably about 75% off. We were working 16 (laughs) hours on a $50 job and splitting the profits, right? So we were getting screwed over, I would say. But, you know, we taught us a lot. We had reoccurring revenue, but I didn't have a long-term vision. I ended up closing down that company because of the fact that one, I couldn't even drive a car, so someone had to drop us off every single time. But two, I didn't have a long-term vision for what I was doing. It came to the point where I needed tons of new equipment to support the new people that were coming in, and I needed to choose to grab the cash or invest in new equipment. And I said, hey, I think I'm cool with the cash right now. I cashed out and uh, kept all the money, and that was the first company. And uh, like you said, I ended up traveling the world around uh, 19, 20 years old, 19 years old. And uh, that's when I actually ended up meeting my wife on those trips, getting to really know her better. And we went to Bulgaria, Turkey, Greece, France, Scotland, London, Mozambique, Africa, uh, Mexico, all these different places. And, you know, through that time, I really, you know, transformed my mindset on things like, for people, prosperity is a big deal to a lot of people, especially in the stream that I kind of got involved in at 18 years old. Like prosperity is something that people think is not needed. And for me, I never really got that because I was always really interested in money. I always wanted it. Um, I always thought that money isn't the answer to all problems, but it's a pretty good start. And, um, you know, from there, I really needed to show people that, you know, success is what everyone has you know the worst one bedroom apartment here in america and the worst city in michigan or something like that is complete luxury compared to a lot of the places in uh, mozambique that i went to that was like you know this place that was a war zone that had no vegetables or vegetation because of how much war had gone on there and disease and tons of deaf and mute people that we don't even see here in america and it put a different perspective on me that if you have carpet in your freaking apartment, that's way more luxury than the than the people that are sitting on dirt. So if you want to judge people that have prosperity, then you better get rid of your carpet, get some dirt, put up a tent, and then you can start talking. So um, that's a little bit of a backstory of you know what I've gone through, the places I've been. I'm sure we'll dive in more, but to go into a carpet cleaning company. Uh, with my family was humbling to say the least. It was uh, I had already started a company. Uh, my wife and I joined a network marketing company at the age of 19 and 20. Uh, we ended up doing $38,000 a month in sales and nice. had the entire thing uh, fall underneath us, crumble. We thought we were done for life, like rightfully so. We thought, hey, we made it. Like this is it. Like we totally are fine for the rest of our lives. And to have $38,000 of that just stripped out from underneath us in a day and leaving us there broke and not knowing what to do with no purpose, we really needed to find you know, 
what was the were we the deciding factor that made us successful and that's what we needed we needed to know that no matter what like my dad said no matter where you drop me off i can become successful with nothing you know i i love the quote if you put a prince in a pauper situation with nothing he'll build it into a kingdom but if you put a pauper in a prince's location then he'll turn it into ruins and everything will fall apart because of the mindset of the person so that's what we learned from that and um yeah it's been a great journey so far it's so cool to hear your story because, you know, when I was a kid, I was probably 13 or 14 and I, you know, was pretty handy with the computer. I remember one summer my parents sent me away to a computer camp where we learned how to like tear computers apart and just rebuild them from piece by piece. And uh, when I got home from that, he put an ad in the local paper for me to run a computer repair business. But much like your situation, it required my parents to drive me around and drop me off and sit there with me until I'd fixed it. Uh, and so unfortunately, I had to close it down as well. So I know what that's like, but you do get that little taste of entrepreneurship. And it's so interesting at a young age to get that opportunity and especially to have you know parents who support you in that and, and kind of give you that idea and inspire you to do so. Um, something that came up for me though, when you're talking about how carpet is such a huge luxury, you know, there was this documentary that was on Netflix and uh, I think it's just called Living on One Dollar. And it was these three or four guys that um, wandered into, you know, one of the poorest towns in, uh, in Guatemala and they tried this experiment because on average, these people are living off of a dollar a day. And they basically, um, I think they did it for 30 days. And since there were, I think, four of them, they put a dollar in this little bag and you know for each of them for the 30 days so essentially there's 120 dollars in there and they're randomized so one day you might pull out a dollar one day you might pull out zero one day you might pull out six dollars and based on that they uh use those numbers to see like you know what they could buy food wise and supplies and things like that and it's just it gives you such a unique perspective especially if you're so used to living in a place where we're so fortunate that we have our iPhones and our smartphones and you can download this podcast or go on the internet and do these things. Um, you know, and these guys are, are literally living in mud huts. And so it's so interesting to see different cultures around the world and what they go through. Um, you know, one of the big things that came up for me, though, and, and I had to ask you is that you mentioned your father can basically be dropped off anywhere with a lawnmower and a weed whacker. What do you think it is about this this concept or this idea like what sort of traits uh does he someone who wants to do that as well need to have in order to be successful because it sounds like in a sense you know you just need a couple of tools but he's got a lot up in his head i'm sure that has allowed him to take advantage and leverage those tools properly to grow a business build an audience you know find these people and give them a great service so Nicholas, what do you think it is that would allow someone, if they just had those tool, two tools, uh, to do to accomplish something great? Yeah, I have some great mentors out there that um, have really impacted my life over the years, and I'd ask them, "How much do you think your success is due to your mindset?" Because I knew that I started seeing crazy breakthrough. Uh, as my mindset started shifting and the way that I was able to position myself was differently. I was saying the same things, but something shifted in my mind. Most of them said 95 to 100%. Some of them said 100%. Their success was due 100% to their mindset and everything stemmed back to that. So simply put, 100% mindset. That's my personal opinion. I think when the mindset shifts, uh, you know, there's things that it takes to create a good viable business and things that uh, need to happen. 
but all it takes is a desire and an unwavering amount of discipline, like an unwavering amount of discipline and desire to achieve a goal, and that's all you need, 100%, all mindset. All you need is to not give up, push hard every single day without you know, getting knocked down, or even if you get knocked down, you don't even notice it because you're so focused and fixated on that goal that you can make anything happen. So uh, the mindset shift of knowing that no matter what, you will achieve your goal, and um, I think that's just simple as that. That's what it's been for my dad. That's what it's been for me. Uh, You see people that have this mindset of fear maybe, like when they're running away from the cops, you see these people that are, you know, they'll run for 10 miles straight at a full sprint because they're running in fear, And that mindset of getting away was so powerful for them that they were able to push themselves way further than just going on a regular jog. So I think if you can transmute the passion and the uh, energy from those types of sources and transmute it into your everyday life and attack your life every day as if you were a cheetah going after a gazelle. That's what I always tell people is like you need to wake up every morning like that with that intensity. And I think with that, no matter what you do, you'll become successful at. But... I also do think there is skill involved with everything that you do. Um, I do believe that no matter what, even if my dad got dropped off with a lawnmower and a weed whacker, that might not be what he's best at, but he'll still make money. Sure, everyone can be good at something, but what are you great at? And I think that's what the people in the show need help figuring out, right? Like they need to figure out what they're great at. Like LeBron James, if he never played basketball and today was his first day playing basketball, I would probably beat him, even though his talent level is far greater than mine. The reason he's so good is because he went with his strength and ended up practicing it really hard over time and becoming the best. So figuring out what are you a LeBron at, you know, like what are you a Tiger Woods at and putting in the work. Uh, One of my mentors of mine, he's 14 years old. His name's Caleb Maddox. He taught me that all you need to see success is a million dollar idea and a million dollar work ethic if you have a crappy idea and you work hard you end up being the guy who's working 80 hours a week for 34,000 a year but if you have a good idea with no work ethic then that idea will go nowhere so you need a partner of a million dollar plan with a million dollar work ethic and you'll be successful that's amazing to hear that coming from someone who's so young you know to have that type of wisdom and I think that just goes to show that age doesn't really matter anymore you know some people think that they're too old you know they've got kids they've got a family they can't do it anymore and I think it's actually quite the opposite I think that you've got all the opportunity in the world to turn it around and show them exactly who you are and who you want to be and how you want to show up for them and then I think you know it it also just supports the younger ones that it, it doesn't matter how old you are how young you are you can start a very successful business you can gain so much wisdom through surrounding yourself with the right people and of course as you mentioned uh, embracing that mindset Uh, one of the things you brought up too was that uh, you and your wife had built quite a successful business where you were bringing in monthly what some people might bring in in a year I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about that and and maybe just going into that feeling and sharing with people what it feels like to be in that space and how do you pull yourself out of that because I think that one of the reasons why people prevent themselves from getting into a business in the first place is this fear of failure, is this fear of, oh my gosh, you know, if I lose everything, I'm done, like my life is over. And you're truly a living example that that's not the case. So if you wouldn't mind, just jump into that and share a little bit about that. 
So I would say there's been things that have put me out of the game, right? Like everyone gets knocked down. Everyone's in a process of how quickly they get back up. One of my good mentors, again, Nick Unsworth, he uh, he failed at 11 businesses in his 20s. And then his 11th, his goal was to hit, uh, to sell his first company by 30. So at 28 years old, he was $50,000 in debt. No company had just had his company stripped from him. He decided to go and get a tattoo on his chest of his goal. So he's 50000 in debt. He's nowhere near the goal. I always asked him, hey, man, did you like tattoo it after you started your successful company and started seeing that it was possible? No, it was when he's fifty grand in debt. So two years later, he ends up uh, selling his first company for $500,000 and then getting some royalties on top of that. And, and it was always this uh, you know, crazy story for me of 11 failures. You know, Everything, if anyone should have quit, it should have been him. Right, you know, yeah. I haven't failed as many times as he has. But that really inspired me. So going from seeing quick success, another mentor of mine, Danny Johnson, she says the worst part of success is a little bit. Because when you start getting a little bit of success, you stop doing the things that it took to get you there. You start feeling comfortable and complacent, and you end up, uh, it just came too easy. A lot of times if success comes hard, you'll end up getting more of it. And that's why, don't worry if you're not seeing success now, like 35 is young. Even though that sounds crappy, the successful entrepreneurs out there are optimists. Like you don't look at what if I fail, and that's another thing to look at. If you're worried about failing, you might want to start looking at: Are you a business owner? Are you a entrepreneur, um, or are you something else? Like you need to be real with yourself and have that conversation uh, because an entrepreneur it really comes down to optimism, I believe, and. Uh, you know, even though I failed at that, I had to push through it. That's when I started becoming connected with my dad's carpet cleaning company. He offered me part of the company when I had lost that large amount of income and I needed something, but I never have worked for anyone. And that's a good way to know if you're an entrepreneur is if you gag at the, at the thought of working for someone else. And that was me. I had never worked for anyone else before outside of my terms. And to go into this with my dad, it was like, you know, a way that I could help support, I could I could grow something that's 100% going to be mine one day. But to get back on my feet, it took a couple years. And to lose like that big, when you thought for sure that this was going to be the end-all, be-all, you know, I was just in the wrong mindset already. And if I were to tell you and your audience, like, you need to fail six times before you see success, you're not going to draw it out over 10 years. Like, you would do it all in a couple days, or right. you do it you know, you would do it over weeks. You just go and fail hard and not worry about it because you know on the seventh time you're going to see success. But I don't know that number for you. So you need to go out there and not worry about the failures because the failures are just stepping stones if you look at them the right way to that moment that you're going to have to break through. So the quicker you can get back up, go to the next thing and work hard and not lose that enthusiasm, the quicker you'll see success. No matter, It's just the way it goes for everyone. So from that, I was able to start a new company and January of 2010, or sorry, January of 2015, and that's called the True Challenge, and that was another, you know, step in the right direction for me. Where my wife and I started a company that trains busy entrepreneurs in health and fitness, and from that we've been able to uh, really transform tons of people's lives. It's really been the breakthrough from us. I'm still connected with my dad's company. I still do a lot there, uh, but to get back up again and to know that. 
no matter what, we're going to keep going. And it did take about two years, I would say, for me to fully get my stride again. And I feel like if you take some of the tips that I just said, you won't have to go through the process of the two years. You'll be able to get up again, go get a mentor. Um, a couple tips real quick for your for your audience because my goal is to give them the most value I possibly can with the time that they're investing here. Like I said, I want the value to be more than the time invested. Find those first one, two, three, four, five people that can really tell you what you're bad at and what you're good at, like straight up yeah. and have those conversations with them. Start out with your best friend, you know, start out with the easy person because you need to know where you're sucking and you need to know what you're good at so you can double down on your on what you're good at, but then kind of work at what you suck at um, to quicken the process of failing and then go out there and get a coach that's where you want to be. And whether that's paying for them if you have the money or just bugging them and reaching out to them if you don't, make sure to go do that because those are two things that you'll need to do to see success quick. And I truly 100% believe in them. So I hope that answers the question, gives them good value. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm glad that you brought up Nick Unsworth and his story there. I don't know if I knew about the tattoo part of that, but for people tuning in on uh, Euro Purpose episode 94, we had Nick and he shared his story. So just something to check back to, to hear more on that. So thanks again for bringing that up because just such an awesome guy. And really, uh, like you said, you know, the epitome of like, if anyone should have given up because he failed so many times, like this was the guy. Um, so great story there. And uh, I think that you brought up a really cool thing about what you guys are doing now. So you've got the true challenge. I was going to ask, you know, what is uh, what is the challenge? You know, what does that mean to you guys? And how did you move into this space as, you know, things uh, pivoted for you? Yeah. So like, let's go to my personal brand, like Nicholas Barely, who am I? And like, if I were to describe what I try to do in one word, it's value. Like when I die, I want that my tombstone or whatever to say most valuable man in the world like that's my goal at the end of the day however many years down the road that's why I work so hard you don't know if today's gonna be your last day or tomorrow or the next day I don't know but all I know is that if I die today I want to be called the most valuable man in the world that's my goal and then stemming to the true challenge where my wife and I have a company now that's seeing massive success. I think we've grown like 1200% in 2016. It's just been crazy with the support of everyone. And our long-term vision for that is refining and directing driven people towards success. Like the process of gold, you know, like gold is valuable when it's refined, but when it's not refined, it's not really worth anything. So the process of taking someone who has things in them, but they have tons of you know problems, limiting beliefs, filtering those out so that they become more value to their valuable to their community. So refining them, uh, directing is a big part of what we do. Like like I said, if you're five foot four, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be LeBron. And maybe you do have a gift that's awesome, but I'm talking about the people that don't. I don't care if you practice 15 hours a day from when you're four. You're just not going to be that. So f figuring out the direction that you need to go where you're gifted at, but we only work with driven people. And I think that's a key to success. Being driven is something that you'll need to do or learn to see success in whatever you do because there's another 100,000 kids out there, 100,000 adults out there that are driven to see their goal come to pass. Um, and then, you know, refining and directing driven people towards success and whatever success looks like for them. You know, for me, I'm passionate about entrepreneurship because that's what I do. I'm passionate about health because it transformed my life and business and I don't believe we'd be having the revenue that we do have 
without the fit health and fitness side of things. So whether that's painting or whether that's singing or whether that's being an athlete, like some of our clients are athletes, that's what we want to help them do. And the way that we reach people is through health and fitness. So we help entrepreneurs. We only work with entrepreneurs. We help them automate their health and fitness or outsource their health and fitness so they can focus on their wealth and business so that they can focus on what they're good at and they outsource the things that they're not good at and we make sure that they have a plan written up for them that makes them successful so that they can have more confidence, they can have more energy to be able to serve their clients and at the end of the day have more revenue in their business because they're able to interact with either their employees and clients better or their customers or their family better. And so making them you know, really succeed in all areas of life and we believe, like Sir Richard Branson said, if you're not fit and healthy, you can't accomplish anything. So if he says that, I think that's where you need to start before you even start the business. I think you're absolutely right. You know, one of the biggest metaphors that I tell people is if the UPS or the FedEx guy has a bad back, he can't go to work and make money, you know? And it's like, you have to go to the gym, you have to build up that strength and take care of yourself first. Otherwise, what good is your business or your job or your career gonna do for you? Cause and, you're not capable of doing it. And it's worse for the entrepreneur because you know, UPS man might get a couple paid days off when he needs to recover. But you as an entrepreneur getting hurt or getting sick or feeling under the weather, reducing your productivity by 50% produces 50% of the results. So maybe paying and investing in your health and fitness would actually pay dividends to you. Like the money you spend is actually an investment that's coming back to you 10 times fold in the year. And that's what our clients are seeing is that that two weeks of more productivity and that 20% a day that they're able to give 100% instead of 60 is producing more money than they're investing. That's awesome. So Nick, tell me, you know, you've got this How Bad Do I Want It podcast that I think you guys launched recently. Is that right? Yeah, February 1st uh, was our launch date and, you know, a couple months uh, since then, I think this episode's coming out. Awesome. So what's the best place for you know people to find that, tune into that, uh, learn a little bit more about what you and your wife are doing with uh, you know, coaching others to really automate and, and put the, uh, the fitness stuff on autopilot so that they can take care of both their business, their families, and themselves? Awesome. So the podcast is a resource for you people out there that are dreamers, that have a goal in life. You want to hear uh, successful stories of people that made their dreams a reality. So whatever their dream was, and most of them are entrepreneurs or athletes, Olympic athletes, and people that like that, where they had a dream and they made them a reality. And you can check that out at How Bad Do I Want It on iTunes, uh, or you can go check out thetruechallenge.com slash podcasts, and you can stream it live there if you don't have iTunes. And that's really a great resource just as a free service to people to be able to get that motivation and inspiration uh, that people have obviously loved because right now we're number one in health out of all new podcasts, number one in education, and number two in business currently. So a lot of people are eating it up. I know there's thousands of new podcasts. So we've just been super humbled and grateful for the people that have really gone and checked it out. But not only that, they stayed and they kept feeding themselves good nourishing food in their mind just like they would in their body. And uh, for us, we just had a new uh, thing launch here in March uh, called Everyday Fit Entrepreneur. And what that is is if you can't afford the one-on-one -on -one coaching you know, with Amanda and I, we put together a membership site exclusively for entrepreneurs to get fit fast, boost their energy and productivity. Uh, and that is 
what people are really attaching to. That's what's blowing up. We have some amazing entrepreneurs in there like Cole Hatter, a multimillionaire real estate guy that owns the event Thrive that happens every year that I think is the number one go-to event every single year. Uh, he's in that membership site. And what this does is it gives you all the tools that you need to get your fitness on point, whether you're traveling, whether you don't eat meat, whether you do eat meat, whatever it is, uh, whether you want to lift, whether you just want to do cardio, we have everything in there for you to get fit fast. And it's not a two-hour-a-day routine. It's something that's going to fit with a busy entrepreneur's schedule, someone who's a dreamer, someone who isn't trying to be a professional worker-outer. You're trying to live a long longevity-filled lifestyle so that you can serve your clients better, so that you can serve your family better because they deserve it, right? Like at the end of the day, even for you, you know, let's say you worked one-on-one -on -one with people or you worked one-on-one -on -one with the people that do work with the people that pay you, right? You want to be able to give them 100% every day and they deserve that. And if you're not giving them that now through investing in yourself, then you're doing something wrong and you need a hardship. So um, that's what Everyday Fit Entrepreneur is all about. And we actually have a free uh, three-part video series that we'd love to give away to your audience. Um, it's normally 300 bucks, but um, it's just at thetruechallenge.com slash video series. And that'll give them some tips on how they can boost their energy and get fit fast and boost their productivity and gain confidence because at the end of the day, the confidence is what's going to make the big difference. And that's what you're going to gain from working on yourself so love to give that away to them and uh and add some more value to your guys's audience awesome well thank you so much for sharing that with everybody and again you know if that sounds like something you guys are ready to take on you know if you're ready to not necessarily do the one-on-one -on -one coaching but you want to get your body up and running 110 percent, then that's definitely the place to be and nicholas thanks so much for spending some time with me today and, and adding value to the listeners and sharing what you know just from your experiences in entrepreneurship and also the great lessons that i think your dad and the rest of your family is really imparted on you and uh you know i wish you all the best of luck in the the new podcast and the new projects you have going on with your wife and let her know that i thank her for being able to have you away from the business for just a few minutes today and uh, i look forward to keeping in touch with you yeah thank you so much and i just want to thank everyone out there that listened to this point like i said i'm just so honored and so humbled that you guys would you know listen to this content i really hope that it provided massive value for you at the end of the podcast to say this was worth my investment of time because i truly believe that that's way more important than the money than the people you know giving the offer at the end or, or getting connected to what we do you spending your time means more to me than your money so definitely appreciate it man i definitely appreciate your time to uh, interview me even more so that you would take your time to do that and uh, I really I'm really thankful thanks hey everyone it's Zeph did you like this episode be sure to subscribe so that you can tune in next week and tell a friend about the show if you want access to free training and exclusive interviews on success happiness lifestyle design and adventure visit me at yearofpurpose.com until next time Go out and let life surprise you so that you can live a life rescripted. scripted